0: This is the EPFR Exchange Podcast. All opinions expressed by Cam, Todd, and our podcast guests are solely of their own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of EPFR or Informa, its parent company. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the EPFR Exchange Podcast. My name is Todd Willits. I'm joined by EPFR's in-house economist, Cameron Brandt we're going to walk you through what our teams were monitoring last week in the various data sets EPFR tracks, as well as what we'll be looking out for in the weeks ahead. Kim, good morning. I know you had a few days off this week. Uh, Did you catch any fish?
1: Um, I did catch a few small unidentified swimming objects, so (laughs) um, uh, there was some success um, and it was certainly good to... Clear the head uh, before
0: returning to the numbers
1: yesterday. Great. Uh,
0: so I think there's there's a few themes that I picked up on reading your EPFR Global Navigator that came out last night. Uh, I think the first one I want to touch on is what you led that article with uh, this alphabet soup of recoveries. I think we're hearing people hoping for a V shaped recovery, a W, an L, a K, for whatever that would be. Um, Is that more, is there anything backing up any one of those recovery shapes? Or is this more a a Rorschach test for how people hope things go?
1: Um, We're starting to slowly get enough data, I think, to... perhaps uh hang a hat on some of the, the some of that alphabet soup um you know just quickly to run through v shape is obviously the straightforward hit bottom and rebound hopefully uh to in a straight line past where we were in late february Um, W, which I think is sort of perhaps the latest favorite, uh, matches somewhat what we've seen, which is a steep downward leg, uh, a bounce, uh, and and some signs now that that bounce is turning down into uh, another hopefully shorter downward leg. Uh, L is the pessimist favorite, where um, having hit bottom, uh, we limp along on a low plateau for some time. Uh, U is the uh, optimistic pessimist uh, scenario where we, we hug bottom for longer than we'd like and then start to climb out of it. Uh, and K is the uh, sort of uh, social uh, take on it all, uh, where after the downward leg, we're seeing uh, a split recovery. Uh, With the more educated and affluent uh, rebounding, uh, the the work they do rebounding strongly, uh, while the kind of work done by, for want of a better term, the blue collar workers is is still uh, heavily uh, compromised by uh, the pandemic (laughs) uh, and, and efforts to keep it under control.
0: It sure, seem, um, it certainly seems yeah. like that could be a, a likely scenario. I, I think it's probably logical.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there's ad, advocate advocates for all of them at the moment. Uh, the, the W does seem uh, the more likely, given that um, uh, your COVID numbers are again. Peaking a bit uh, in a number of places that uh, felt that they had the pandemic under control. Uh, a lot depends on how the various governments choose to respond to these uh, spikes, which, you know, frankly, I don't think should be unexpected. Uh, pandemics rarely follow a nice smooth curve, despite uh, you know the, the, the nice. The nice shapes that many graphs trying to plot them have um, coming on the downside, there frequently are spikes, and I suspect there will be uh, more uh, until we either get a vaccine or uh, enough people have had it to provide some kind of buffer to its continuing uh,
0: expansion. And obviously the I think one of the the results we've seen of everything that's happened with COVID globally is this central bank support that uh really has come up in, in multiple countries pretty quickly in, in relative terms. Can we start to expect to see central bank support as a predictor of fund flows?
1: <laughs> that's that's a good question, Todd. Um We're certainly seeing some signs of that recently, uh, the latest flows. Uh, definitely had a a bias towards uh, asset classes where you could argue uh, a major central bank uh, has your back as a buyer of last resort. Uh, So, you know, Japanese equity funds uh, did pretty well and and the Bank of Japan has been buying uh, ETFs in that market for some time. Uh, U.S. bond funds were by far... uh, winner in flow terms this week and as they have been for a number of uh, the previous weeks uh, and obviously the fed uh, is backstopping not just the usual suspects but uh, also uh, high yield debt uh, and municipal bonds um and uh, you know, then there's uh, the, the usual uh, places that uh, people uh, gravitate to in times of stress. So the gold and silver funds that we track are definitely seeing above average inflows.
0: Let's talk about that, because obviously commodities are uh, uh, flows into commodity funds are a very different signal in the world we live in. Uh, what, what are you seeing with this recent resurgence of interest on those uh, industrial metals?
1: Yeah, so so the flows into commodity funds recently have not been entirely defensive. You know, certainly uh silver and gold funds are getting a healthy share of the money committed. Um but uh definitely seeing signs that uh investors are willing to at least partially rebuild the positions they have uh in soft commodities, industrial metals uh, and the like uh in 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 anticipation <laughs> uh of some form of recovery be it uh be it v w or u um and on the energy side which we we track separately but uh, energy obviously is a major commodity um we also saw some f- inflows this week despite um you know a fairly gloomy backdrop in terms of the earnings reports that were coming out of oil majors. Uh, and news on the supply front that Saudi Arabia will be sort of opening the taps again. Um, But uh, so far, um, the flows to commodity sector funds have been a somewhat more bullish signal
0: than you might expect. Speaking of sector funds, uh, obviously, at the end of last week, we heard a few of the uh, the tech giants had earnings announcements. They obviously went in front of Congress as well remotely. Um, based on those uh, fairly sizable earnings uh, and, and surprises from a few of those, would you expect to see a bounce in those sector fund flows next week, uh, um, or in upcoming week rather?
1: Yes, I certainly think they're likely to be a bit higher than the, the, the relatively modest amount we saw this past week. Um, whether, how much higher though is a bit of an open question, um, research by, uh, Stephen Shen, uh, one of the quants in our team, uh, indicates that, uh, um, technology stocks are by far and away the most crowded, uh, of the ones that, uh, that we track we have a, a sector uh, a stock flows database uh and in terms of um uh, the sectors where there's heavy concentrations of ownership um is right up there that's not that's usually not uh, terribly good for future uh increases in value and historically it has uh indicated uh, a greater chance of uh, something bad happening to your portfolio um if all all the funds uh start uh, running for the exits uh, on a given stock at one time right you don't want to be trampled
0: next to the exit before it, you can get out yeah. yeah um so uh i would be remiss if i didn't bring up the emerging markets we started as an emerging markets company back uh, in the mid '90s, but China, I think, is is a story that we're keeping an eye on. Um, there, is there a difference between what fund investors and fund managers think of China?
1: Yes, we're we're certainly seeing a difference of opinion there. Um, flows to uh, China equity funds uh, after an initial rush of enthusiasm uh, as China pulled out of the uh, the uh, uh, COVID lockdown far earlier than uh, most of its peers in both the emerging and developed world, um, have been more often than not uh, negative. Um, a number of reasons for that. Um, investors, I think, are a little spooked about China's more aggressive tone. Uh, they don't like the the renewed tension uh, between China and the US. Um, and the uh, burst of retail enthusiasm in uh, China's domestic markets recently does uh, give you grist to recall what happened in mid-2015. Um, but uh, on the other hand, China is bouncing back uh, depending how strongly depends a little bit on how uh, much faith you have in the official statistics. But I don't think there's any doubt that they are sort of leading the way in terms of economic recovery. Um, and the fund managers we track uh, are focused on that. Uh, probably nowhere is that more evident than sort of tracking the uh, the allocations changes in the big diversified global emerging markets funds that we track. Uh, If you look at the year to date change, uh, basically um, it's it's been one large rotation to greater China with uh, China leading the way and both Taiwan and Hong Kong uh, seeing their uh, average weightings creep up in that fund group. Uh, while nearly all of the other major uh, emerging markets have uh, seen their their allocations cut, so fund managers, uh, you know, are, are, are have decided that uh, the recovery uh, is is real, um, and that uh, a lot of the noise about geopolitics and trade uh, and China's more aggressive approach to Hong Kong uh is 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 just that noise uh from an investment perspective.
0: So what are you and the team going to be looking out for this week? Uh what are maybe two or three stories you're going to either keep an eye on or or be working on?
1: Um well we're certainly going to be focused uh on Europe. Um we did see a, um sort of flows drop a notch um as investors digested uh the news about the eu rescue fund uh which you know, in uh, sort of broad terms you know is still viewed as a positive sign that europe is willing to tackle uh its economic problems certainly from on a fiscal front in a much more united way but the actual details of the package as they emerge um argue for some caution uh the bulk of the money really won't uh flow out until next year into 2022 um so it's you know there is you can argue that once again europe while doing the right things uh has done it at a pace which uh, allows the stable door to <laughs> stay open far too long um, so uh, we we will be paying uh, some attention to that. Um, we'll be kind of keeping a closer eye, closer eye than perhaps we have in recent weeks on sectors in light of the trends uh, in the run up to the U.S. presidential election. Um, after some uh, you know back and forth, certainly the consensus is emerging that not only Uh, Is Biden even more of a favorite than Hillary Clinton was back in 2016, Uh, but that there's a a good chance that he'll uh, come into office with uh, the Democratic Party in control of both houses of Congress? Um, Early days yet, uh, but that's definitely a narrative which is better for some uh, sectors than others. So. Uh, We will be doing some work on that. Um, And I think those will be the two main areas of
0: focus this coming week. Great. Well, thanks for your time today, Cam, and have a great week. You too. Cheers. As always, you can find EPFR on LinkedIn and on Twitter at EPFR. To sign up to receive our EPFR daily exchange research we spoke about here, you can visit financialintelligence.informa.com. For questions or to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can email EPFR exchange podcast at informa.com.